the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And here we go. It is the second hour of the Randy Corcoran program. And it's Matt Dunn in for Randy Corcoran today. Good friend of Randy's. And Randy is in our our thoughts, in our prayers, and our hearts are with him right now as his family his family uh, is having, you know, a challenging time. Randy has lost his his soulmate. His wife has passed has passed on. That happened last week, and so a little time out of the studio makes altogether total sense. And like I said, I'm honored to be in here to uh, to to keep this going as Randy has done for me so many times on Backbone Radio. I host Backbone Radio on Sundays, 4 to 7 p.m. And by the way, one thing that irritates me about DeSantis is that his team started putting out these doctored videos trying to make it look like uh, Trump <laughs> Trump and Fauci were embracing one another. Deep fake videos they threw out on Twitter and elsewhere. No, thank you. That's a total sleazeball tactics. Oh, no, you don't go there. But the GOP establishment, they love to pull stunts like that. The globalist rhino, big donor, open borders, do nothing. Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell, Jeb Bush type establishment had a text the studio point out that, yeah, when... When DeSantis was installed as governor of Florida, well, Jeb Bush was right there on stage with him. Jeb Bush. Jeb Bush, the total failure. Please clap Jeb Bush. Man, I, I wish Jeb Bush was running again so we could get a debate between Trump and Jeb Bush again. Just when, when Trump was just manhandling Jeb Bush in those 2016 debates, it was just the most excitement there has ever been in a debate. I just loved every minute of that. And the DeSantis flip-flop on Ukraine is really, really egregious. More wars? You want more permanent wars? More ridiculous wars? More billions to Ukraine while we have a wide-open border here in the United States of America? Well, DeSantis might be your guy if you're in favor of that. And look, uh, look up DeSantis's one of his big advisors. I did a whole segment on this last week at Backbone Radio. If you listen to hour two of the podcast, I did a full dismantling of the DeSantis campaign. But look at the name Christina Pushaw, P-U-S-H-A-W. Yeah, look, uh, look at her background. Look at her pedigree. And uh, yeah, why was she in Ukraine when Zelensky was installed? as the dictator of Ukraine. Why was Pushaw there, and why, was, why is she now working for DeSantis? So you got to start connecting these dots. They can be extraordinarily deceptive in how candidates are presented, ladies and gentlemen. But once again, after an indictment has come down against Trump, a frivolous, bogus, crap 
indictment, the boxes hoax, as Trump calls it, no other candidate matters, period. None, in my opinion. No one else matters. It's Trump all the way. It's Trump 100%. I'm with John Nolte, who writes over at Breitbart. I'm 100% with Trump now. This can't be allowed to stand. And Nolte adds, don't even talk to me about any other candidates. This is bigger than that. If you can't see that, I'm sorry for you. The choice is, do we live as free men and women in the republic that we have built, that our forefathers have built? Do we live in a constitutional republic? Or do we live in a deep state tyranny? Do we? Your choice. you got to pick a side. Now is the time to pick a side. And hopefully most all of you are such experts at seeing through the propaganda we bathe in around the clock all the time. You know which side to pick. And as the phone lines are refilling up again at the top of the hour, we'll get to everybody. 303-696-1971. Once in a while, when Mark Levin goes over the top and he thinks this Trump indictment is the biggest piece of, uh, shall we say, excrement that he has ever seen. He does one of those things where he he blows the cow and he gets to like falsetto pitch notes. And um, whenever he does that, I like to record it, clip it, bring it in, and play it a little bit. And he's got the credentials uh, with the legal background and working in the Reagan administration. And uh, let's just, just so you get a little context here, and I've got a, actually, yeah, well, let, let me do one thing. I'm just, I shifted gears because I want to get this in. Trump will never yield. Trump was speaking in Georgia today before the Republican convention in Georgia, and he said this, I will never yield. We stand up to the open borders fanatics, the radical left Democrats, their lawless partisan prosecutors, the prosecutors. Every time I fly over a blue state, I get a subpoena. We want him before the grand jury. And we stand up to the fake news media, which is seriously bad. Oh, yeah. Seriously. And on November 5th, 2024, we're going to stand up to the corrupt political establishment. We're going to evict a totally corrupt president, Joe Biden, from the White House. And we're going to finish the job that we started, the most successful presidency. Hear that crowd? No one else in politics in this country gets crowds like this that have this bond. And I think as everybody in this absolutely packed house knows, I've put everything on the line and I will never yield. I never yield. I will never be deterred. I will never stop fighting for you. I didn't need this. I had a great life. Uh, People said, would you do it again? The answer is yes, because we're going to make America great again. We had it there. And then bad things happened. Bad things happened with an election, right? Bad, bad things happened. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, he will never yield. 
his supporters were Neville Yield and people who care about freedom, people who don't want to be slaves, who care about freedom, who care about the Constitution. <laughs> yeah, they will never yield, ladies and gentlemen. Let's not be yielding, even thinking of yielding. Let's finish the job and make America great again. Oh, what corruption we have learned about over these past many years. Did not know what a prison we were living in. Did not know how corrupt this country was. Are you okay with the corruption of this country? You okay with it? You okay with, uh, yeah, people like Garland, Biden, the deep state deciding who we can vote for or not, who can be on the ballot or not? Are you okay with that? Are you okay with being a vassal, with being a slave, with being a serf? Just ask yourself these questions, and I, I, I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but uh, Mark Levin's explosion. I set that up, and then I shifted gears. I apologize, but we got to hear Mark Levin real quick. Go to town before our phone action here, and oh, this is a doozy from, from the great one. We check in now with the great one. I call him the great one. He's the host of Life, Liberty, Levin. Weeknights, uh, weekend Sunday at 9 p.m., top show on the network. The great one, Mark Levin. Mark, I'll just hand it to you. I know you got a lot to say. President Trump is 76 years old. If the Department of Justice gets his way, he will die in federal prison. Just by one of these counts, conspiracy to obstruct justice, which has a 20-year maximum sentence. This is a disgusting, disgusting uh, mark on American history for the future to come by these bandits in the White House, by the Democrat Party that don't play fair anymore. They don't want to just win elections. They want to take control of this country. They want one-party rule. And they have used the Department of Justice and the FBI to get what they want. Merrick Garland is a mob lawyer. That's what he is. Jack Reed is a rogue Soviet-style prosecutor. The Presidential Records Act is not a criminal statute, and it was never intended to be. The Espionage Act of 1917 was passed under Woodrow Wilson, another corrupt president. Woodrow Wilson used it to go after his adversaries, and they imprisoned 2,000 people. So I suppose over there at the Department of Injustice, and this clown prosecutor spent a lot of time at The Hague, they probably figured these laws could be used to try and entrap Trump. All these obstruction issues that they claim, where the former attorney general, Bill Barr, comes up here and bloviates about it, and all the formers coming on talking about obstruction. They have them on obstruction. There'd be no obstruction issue of any kind, not even in anybody's imagination, had they not criminalized this case. This is a document case, a document case where a president of the United States or a former president faces 100 years in federal prison. Is this some kind of a sick joke on the American people? Joe Biden says he never told them what to do. Joe Biden had to sign off on that's becoming a National Archives case to have it go to the Department of Justice. Who does he think he's lying to? The American people? This is a guy that's got documents from the time he was in the U.S. Senate, for God's sakes, in his garage. I don't want to hear from the legal analysts the technicalities about false statements and obstruction. This should never have been a criminal case. Willful retention of documents. Well, what's the unwillful retention of documents mean? They're throwing all these process crimes and all these crimes that grow out of the criminal investigation against Trump. 
What did he do with the documents? Did he sell them to the enemy? No. That's why we have an espionage act. Not the trick of a president. What did he do? Did he burn them all? No. The government has all the documents back. So there is no violation of the Presidential Records Act at this point. But they throw the book at him. They go after his attorneys. They make them testify. They're attorneys under the crime fraud exemption to attorney-client privilege. That means he didn't have due process. His own lawyers were being subjected to interrogations. And they had hundreds of in-person people testifying in front of grand juries. Thousands of collections of documents. For what? For what? And they indict him today? They indict him today in Miami? All of a sudden it's in Miami? All of a sudden we have a Florida grand jury? Because the moron in Washington figured out that there are venue issues that could lose him his case. This guy, this prosecutor, he lost eight to zero in the U.S. Supreme Court when they overturned the conviction of the former governor of Virginia because this jerk took a statute and expanded it. A jury in North Carolina wouldn't convict John Edwards because this jerk took a campaign statute and expanded it. And he's taken this case and he's undermining the country and he's interfering with a presidential election. And let me be clear, as Jarrett said, the Attorney General of the United States made this final decision. This is not the independent counsel statute. This is a special counsel appointed by the Attorney General under a Department of Justice regulation. This Attorney General, who pretends he's Helen Keller, he made the decision to indict the former president. And they made the decision to interfere in this election. You want to talk about an insurrection? This is an insurrection. And that's exactly what's going on here. Wow. Mark Levin, ladies and gentlemen, laying it out. And normally when Mark Levin starts squealing, squealing, squealing like that and, yeah, hitting those falsetto notes, I just kind of like laugh inside my head. I just kind of laugh at, gosh, this guy is really wound up. Wow. And but... Whoa, here he is nailing it, bringing it right home. And this is a very serious moment for the United States of America and its future. Do we have a republic or do we have a dictatorship? That is the question. Pick a side. You got to pick a side. And the sooner you do it, the better. I've already picked mine. This is not a time for weasel words and mealy mouth. Well, a little bit. I don't know. What about that? Nope, nope, nope. This cannot stand, folks. If you care at all about this country, this cannot stand. And I'm going to be doing more detail about the Presidential Records Act versus the Espionage Act and the rest of it. Process crimes, document crimes, those are not primary crimes that they are alleging here. Oh, they're reaching, and it is weak, weak, weak. And Jack Smith, the special counsel, (laughs) He's been shellacked by the Supreme Court in a 8-0 to zero overruling of what Jack Smith was pushing last time around. Yeah, yeah, this guy is an emotional, creepy fraud who went out when he announced this indictment. His hands were like quivering and shaking. He does not look like a confident guy. More on that when we uh, get a chance. Let's, let's start saying a hello here. Uh, Marilyn is checking in from Denver and Maryland. 
So glad you are here. Thanks for hanging on through a little Mark Levin meltdown, but welcome. Well, it's very much inspiring to hear Levin go off like that. It's really good. And, oh, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's um, uh, first off, you know, Randy, um, that woman was so cherished in his life. And yes, I just can only say that she, she knew that. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, it, it just kind of softens the blow, I hope, for him. And uh, for you, I hope your wife is doing well. Yes, yes, um, uh, we're, we're making some progress, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll get into that more at a, at a future program. But um, yes, okay. thank you. Well, and by the way, the book you recommended last time, yes, it's, we're, we're all over that. And we had actually, yes. I was reading it when you, when you called and mentioned that, the Star of Cancer book. And what a coincidence. Thank you. I, I will forever thank you for, uh, for helping actually, bring that home. I'm, I'm, yep. I'm actually giving it as a gift to my oncologist who's leaving for Stanford. She knows nothing about that uh, book and that approach to cancer. And she's like, please uh, give me the name. And I'm like, I'm going to buy you the book. I mean, I just want you to take this knowledge and go forward with it. She's becoming an integrative. Right, and that's going to become more common knowledge as as time yes. goes on. But uh, but on the yes. on the topic at hand, on I just kind of so interrupted you. Yeah. No, 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 no. And I, and I, 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 my brain is kind of like jumping all over because that's what they want me to do. They want my brain to be scattered, and I'm like, no, no. When they go and have a whistleblower start talking about the UFO crap, I go, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Something's funny there. Something's funny there. Not trusting that. I'm not trusting. I want to focus in on what the whistleblower was supposed to talk about. And when he started, I don't know if you know this, but he started talking about the UFO and seeing dead creatures and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, sidebar. This is not good. Yeah. It's like the rhinos are kind of throwing out shit. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yep, yep, yep. No, I hear you. I hear you. So DeSantis, DeSantis, good guy in Florida, right? I mean... He did do, and he is doing good by the Floridians. And I have been down to Florida. I have a daughter in Florida, and I, I, I pay attention. But for him to choose this time when Trump is coming up, and I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, Democrats would never send all these Democrats to, to uh, run against a sitting president or a former sitting president. Of course so here not. you've got all of these Republicans doing that and i'm sitting here and i'm going they're in it just to tear him down they're not in it to win it they want DeSantis because DeSantis is the right kind of the right kind of trump well yeah he, no he's he's not even he's not the right kind of trump at all he's just the establishment candidate and you might not well, think so he's 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 built a resume that kind of makes you think maybe not but look deeper Look deeper. Yeah. Look where his money comes from. Yeah. Look at his flip flop yeah. on Ukraine, and look at Christina Pushaw. Look, look at who he has I, around him, and it becomes and extraordinarily I, clear. Clear. Yeah, it, it's you're right. And you're by the right, way, Trump it, built DeSantis. If if it weren't yeah. for Trump bailing DeSantis out of his losing Florida governor race back oh, in the God. day, there is no DeSantis. DeSantis right. aped and mimicked and praised Trump for years, bashed in the yep. glow of Trump, and we thought we had this big ally in Florida, and now what does he do? Is, is this, you know, what, what kind of loyalty well, is this? He, what do you think? He, everything has to be go after Trump. Republicans, Democrats, everybody. And like you say, you can't beat him in an election, you indict him. 
That's yep. exactly what's going on. Yep. And I got to give it to him. The man, I, if I was his wife, his child, I would be going, Dad, please, honey, don't. Oh, God, you know. But he sees the bigger picture. He knows where the graves are buried. And he knows who needs to be buried. And I, I got to say, I, I'm just, I admire the hell out of Trump. And I will support him to the very end. Nobody has showed more courage. Nobody has had to go through more persecution, lies, cheating, stealing, dishonesty at the hands of a bunch of really nasty, nasty people. And I'm sure, you know, he's had to spend big to be doing. Luckily, he can afford to do that. But one quick point, and I guess we're going to get in the wave. Why would the Republican National Committee flood the zone with as many candidates as possible, all these zero percenters? like Pence and Christie and Asa Hutchinson and go down the list. Why would they do that? Why wouldn't they rally around their former president? Because the RNC wants to get rid of Trump. The RNC, which is America last, globalist, open borders, billionaire types, they want to get rid of America first. They are dedicated to America last, okay? And they need somebody who cosmetically makes it seem like maybe they're not totally America last, and maybe that could be the person uh, but don't be fooled, ladies maybe, and gentlemen. That could maybe that could maybe let you have your gas stove. That could maybe maybe bring gas back or do a small part of what Trump. No, Trump is like Trump has learned, and I think he's learned very well. And they can't afford that. Oh yeah, they, uh, they cannot afford that. He knows he too much now. <laughs> yeah, yep. and they can't handle that. Yep. Well, good to hear from uh, you and about your wife and everything. And You bet, Marilyn. Um, I look forward to hearing better news, okay? You bet. And if you would, stay close with us. I just love it when you check in, Marilyn. All the best okay. to you. Okay. And that's, yeah, Marilyn, Marilyn in Denver. And it's Matt Dunn. I'm in for Randy Corcoran. We've run a bit long, but we'll be right back in a flash after this. Yeah, a little rock and roll from Led Zeppelin bringing us back in. Matt Dunn in for Randy Corcoran. I'm the Backbone Guy. Sundays 4 to 7 p.m. Been doing that for a few years. Going for it big time on Sundays around here, 710 KNUS. And I did DJ a swim meet this morning. And it never did rain on us. We were expecting rain, but it never did. And, man, I was playing the tunes. <laughs> and... I like to think we had everybody up and dancing, and the the swimmers had an awful lot of fun out there. And we get to watch uh, three of my four kids. One of them's too young to be a swimmer just yet. And uh, yes, I'm still changing diapers at home. Yes, yes, I am. Our two year old, <laughs> but uh, the the bigger three, well, they had a great swim meet, and it sure is fun to be dad out there and mom out there as well. Oh, we just love it. We just love it. And uh, the music, the music. I mean, I should I should probably patent those playlists, don't you think? Anyway, don't don't tell Jimmy Singenberger about uh, about the greatness of our music because uh, he he just he still thinks that his music is better. And it, I don't know what's the matter with that guy. You know, on that he he actually thinks his blues music is better. Where does he where does he even who does he think he is? Anyway, we 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 love to ban- <laughs> to banter and joke about that. But I'm going to go to the phone lines. I wanted to work one thing in just before, if Jack can hang on just a segundo here. But um, former Department of Justice employee, um, a fellow named Jeff 
Clark really dials it in in a little bit more dispassionate way than does Mark Levin. But I wanted to get just a clip in of this Jeff Clark, which gets to the heart of the matter and the heart of the fraud, bogus fraud of this indictment situation. And uh, just just so we we need to have everybody having the available information. And here's 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 the first part. We'll just play this one, then we'll talk on the phone lines. Jeff Clark, your thoughts on this indictment? Sure. So I've now had a chance to read through the indictment, and I think that uh, you know it's a good attempt to focus the issues on what Jack Smith and the others at DOJ under Biden want to focus it on. Uh, but what it ignores are the other key uh, legal uh, statutes and principles that are on the field. Namely, constitutionally, first and foremost, we're talking about a president, a commander in chief, uh, and he has the ability to declassify documents. He runs that entire regime. Uh, you know, if he is keeping documents, as many presidents have in the past, if he has a staff uh, to ensure security, if he is given a budget to, uh, you know, have a skiff and, and Secret Service protection, et cetera, it's an entirely different situation than uh, any normal government employee who comes in for a few years and then leaves. And then most importantly, the Presidential Records Act. The, the indictment is mum about the Presidential Records Act. That's going to be a key defense for Donald Trump in this. And as I explained, uh, short time actually before coming on with you to uh, Bill Mitchell, who was, you know, doing a, a shtick of it's all over for Donald Trump now. I'm sorry. I've read the indictment. He's cooked. You know, I beg to differ and said, look, uh, it's ignoring the defenses of the uh, under the Presidential Records Act. And it's ignoring you know, how you actually construe multiple statutes that have to interface with one another, how to harmonize them. The specific controls the general. And clearly in this instance, the specific is the Presidential Records Act. The uh, Espionage Act is not designed to regulate a president. And historically, at the time that statute dates back to, it was long before anything like the Presidential Records Act, where the president just had, uh, you know, ownership uh, in property, right? Like it was, uh, you know, fee simple for those out there who know something about property law that he, he held these, uh, papers as his actual physical, uh, property. And so, you know, to imagine that that statute was designed to, uh, intrude on the powers of the presidency under article two and then, uh, you know, override, uh, how classification works, et cetera, which is all traceable to the and in, within the plenary power of the president, you know, makes no sense. And so I think uh, Donald Trump's lawyers are going to have a field day with that defense. And it's telling that Jack Smith's indictment is just silent about it. Right. He's whistling past the graveyard of that defense by President Trump. Natalie. There you go. That's Jeff Clark from the Center for American Renewal and um formerly of the DOJ in the Trump administration. And yes, it's key to understand the distinction between the Presidential Records Act and the Espionage Act. More on that to follow. But Trump's lawyers are going to have a field day on this one, says Clark, as Jack Smith, who's already lost the case zero to eight in front of the Supreme Court, is just going there again. Is he's trying to go there again? What an absolute bunch of corruption! Sick, sick, pathological people here. Like I keep saying, if they can't beat them, they better indict them, right? They can't beat them fair and square. They have to lie, cheat, and steal and abuse the law. 
Hoax after hoax after hoax. Now we're on the boxes, hoax, folks. Do you think this one's going to get them? Oh, this one's going to finally... We got them this time. How many times have you heard somebody come on the radio or the television? Oh, they got them this time. How many times has that worked? Yeah. You still want to keep going there? Any uh, commentators out there? Let's say hello to Jack in Wyoming. I got more Jeff Clark coming up, but... uh, Jack, and uh, do I have, oh, did I hit that right? Jack, are you on? Can yeah, we, I'm can, up here in Shine. Oh, good, okay. Yes, sir. Welcome. What was the guy who stuffed all the documents in one of those secure rooms down his pant leg? Was it Sandy, Sandy Burger. Burger? Sandy Burglar. There you go. Boy, my brain is good for 80. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say, <laughs> let's, let's try it on this one. I'm one for one. Isn't Asa Hutchinson from Arkansas? You said yeah. Georgia. Yeah. Oh, I said Georgia? Okay. No, he's Arkansas. Yeah. I knew that, okay, but somehow the word comes out different. Okay. Yeah. Now, here, here comes the sine qua non, okay? Yeah. Here it comes, man. Okay. Ready. First thing we need to do when Trump gets put back in office, which may be before the election, actually, the first thing we need to do is round up all the Democrats, and then we take them all to tattoo parlors, and then we tattoo across their forehead from ear to ear, and the tattoo will say, this space intentionally left blank. <laughs> You like? <laughs> I think uh, I don't know. Is there enough room on some of these foreheads? I mean, these <laughs> these narrow minds. Could you have that much of a sentence on a narrow mind? I don't know. But I'll tell All you, right, Jack. Yeah. How how are you seeing this one? Is the, do you think they've got them this time, Jack, or do you think this is more? I think they just reelected the him. I think I think they just reelected him. I think this is the last. I think the dumbest of the dumb can see it for what it is. I mean, that's what it takes, because you're dealing with people that vote in this country that have no brain at all. This ought to wake them up. Oh, man, this is so desperate, Jack. I cannot believe the desperation. I can believe the desperation of these people. <laughs> and, you know, but, uh, you know, some of the deal is the, the punishment, uh, the process is the punishment. And if they can drive the headlines through their mainstream media filters and their social well, media censorship control... They can uh, well, constantly the, reference this, con- and that's what they—they they always have to have them under a cloud, right? So they didn't really have them under a cloud after Durham exonerated them on the Russia. So this is just the next cloud, right? But what, what the guy said earlier—that the president has the power; he has the plenary power, and the plenary power means it comes from him. It doesn't come from the Justice Department. That's how I would win that case. Yeah, and what the deep state wants to say is that it is the unelected bureaucrats that are in charge of the documents of this country, not the elected people, the elected officials, the elected president in office. And that is a fundamentally backwards scenario in that the unelected deep state of the people, they're not elected to anything. The Constitution does not give them the power to anything, okay? But they want to insert them, so they want to grab it, and they've got it. And this can't be allowed to stand, folks. The, the plenary power is the highest power, and he has that. He'll win it on that alone. All right, man. Right on, Jack. All the best to you. Okay. And I, as ever, I like how you see okay. things. Yeah, we'll be creating tattoo parlors in in no time. And uh, should I should I do a little more Jeff Clark? What do you think? Or should should we go to the break? Um, you got you got you back there. Um, I'd like to do a little bit more Jeff Clark. But why don't we save that for when we come around the corner here? It is Matt Dunn. I'm in for Randy Corpin. We got to get the details in so you have, you know, people around here, the bright minds that tune in to 710KNUS to the Randy Corpin show to Backbone Radio and the rest of them. They need the details, and we've got them. And we'll be right back after this.
Hey, man. I like that bumper song. Randy Corcoran with the fine selection there. That would be the studio version of Paranoid by Ozzy Osbourne. But I have to confess a partiality to the live version of this tune in which Randy Rhodes, the guitar solo in that live version. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about back there, Blake. But Randy Rhodes on that live version, oh my gosh, that's a guitar solo. What, All the uh, way through that thing, yeah. Yeah, what uh, what album is that? Uh, it's something Randy Rhodes live. And I remember I found that as a kid, and I was a guitar player back then, and still am, you know, technically. Yes, indeed. And uh, we thought that was pretty rocking. And, uh, but uh, I will say this, my parents were a little skeptical of Ozzy Osbourne. You know, what, didn't he, like, bite the head off of a bird at a live show or something? And he, he, he was, like, into really weird stuff. And he was really out there for back in the day. But these days, it's, we're way beyond that. Makes Ozzy look kind of like a pretty tame by comparison. At any rate, yeah, Matt, Matt Dunn, I'm in for Randy Corcoran tonight. In some ways, very unfortunately, to be in here as Randy Corcoran's family goes through a very challenging time. And our thoughts and prayers are 100% with them. But I know Randy would want someone like me in here banging the gong about this grievous, pathetic, disgusting, revolting indictment of President Donald Trump. These desperate deep state are so desperate to cling to power. And I've been playing a little bit just to get to the details of the the nut of the matter here from Jeff Clark, and we played Mark Levin. And I've been going through a bit of this, uh, some of the technicalities here, I skimmed through that whole indictment, and uh, I need to sit down and digest it in more detail. But it is, oh, it is what a massacre of justice uh, in this country. We have crossed a Rubicon, and guess what? There's no going back, folks. Every Republican running for the presidency right now needs to suspend their campaign, go down to Florida, and show support for Donald Trump. And the other, you know, or else we could live in a tyranny. Yeah, it's up to you guys. It's up to you guys, uh, and we know what's going to happen. The uniparty people, the establishment Republicans running, yeah, just watch them. Watch the silence of the uniparty Republicans. But Jeff Clark, gets here's where he gets into it, and it's an extended clip about primary crime versus secondary crime versus tertiary or, or quaternary crime. A primary crime would be like if you get like a bribery or you commit some act of homicide or something. That's a primary crime. Then there's a secondary crime would be like if you obstruct that primary crime from being found out. And then a tertiary crime would be like a document crime. And then a a quaternary crime would be like obstructing the document crime. And guess what? They're way down on the fourth tier here in this desperate attempt to try to keep Trump under a cloud which is how the deep state operates, folks. That, that's, how they, that's how they roll. And let's hear Jeff Clark describe this in, uh, I think, really, really wonderful detail. 
You know, I think it's it's pretty ironic, and it shouldn't be lost on anyone, at least from an optics perspective. They put the guy who used to oversee the Hague, someone, the same court that is responsible for overseeing war crimes, people who commit genocide against their own people and others. That's the guy that they repositioned to go after Donald Trump. Ironically, the guy who didn't start any new foreign wars, the guy who actually pulled us out of those wars. I know Trump is Hitler, according to the left, but still, it doesn't seem to warrant someone coming over from the Hague. But I'm just curious. It seems like such a weak case, right? Legally, it doesn't really seem like they have the merits. But in your opinion, do you think that they don't even care about the legal framework, really the the law as an actual theater of war? It's always just been about the court of public opinion. They want to have Joe Biden as replete in irony as it could be in hypocrisy. They want to have Joe Biden be able to stand, probably fall, but stand up there and be able to call out Donald Trump as someone who's violated the Espionage Act. What is the, the driving force behind this. I think the driving force behind it is the completely illegitimate objective, Natalie, of removing an option from the voters in uh, November of 2024 or, you know, trying to even interfere with that choice in primaries uh, or in debates, et cetera, by, you know, just casting a cloud over uh, President Donald Trump. Look, if if uh, lightning strikes and they manage to get a conviction because of you know, the luck of the draw and the jury or something like that. I, I, it's hard for me to imagine that it really could survive appeal to the 11th Circuit or uh, review by the Supreme Court. But let's say, you know, they could clear all those hurdles. I think they see that as gravy. They see that as icing on the cake. But the process is the punishment. The fact that the president of the United States is going to have to defend himself against these, uh, you know, very weak and far removed from primary criminal conduct, uh, you know, uh, allegations is the victory. It is the objective. So as I've started, you know, I I described this earlier, so let me like rehash it because maybe people will get it more now. There are primary crimes like uh, bribery, right? And that's exactly what we're looking at potentially with Joe Biden, right? In terms of, uh, you know, bribery that uh, the House Oversight Committee uh, through this whistleblower has, uh, you know, looked at and, and unveiled. Um, but President Trump isn't guilty of any primary crime. So then they go to obstruction. You know, we're investigating, you know, a potential primary crime like they, they don't have that. So then they go to a documents crime. And for all the reasons we've been discussing for over many weeks now, like uh, under the Presidential Records Act, uh, you know, and and uh, given the president's plenary power over declassification, the, you know, they don't really have a documents crime either. So what did they do now? What they're really presenting the heart of the case. I think, is an obstruction case uh, based on uh, a documents case, right? So you're now three levels of removed. You know, it's not a primary crime. It's not a secondary crime, which would be obstruction of a primary crime. It's not a tertiary crime, which is a documents crime. It's an obstruction crime about a tertiary crime. It's a quaternary uh, you know, crime. It's that far removed from a primary illegal conduct. And this is the best, you know, that they've been able to come up with after, you know, who knows how many assaults on President Trump. I, I lose count of, you know, how many we got him uh, now and this time uh, kinds of allegations they've launched since 2015, 2016. Yep. So they're digging pretty deep. And that's how they operate. They dig deep. They manufacture something just like they manufactured the Russia, Russia hoax. 
all those years ago. But the idea here, of course, is that they think Trump's going to get off of this is my expectation. Maybe they can shop a jury. Maybe they can shop a judge. Maybe lightning will strike, as Jeff Clark said. But the process is the punishment. And if you can have this be the cloud over Trump, and you always reference that Trump's been indicted, Trump is under indictment, Trump is under criminal indictment, that's how they play politics, folks. And I say... It is completely, totally blooming, unacceptable. Totally. I don't want to be living in a tyranny, but I've realized we have been living in a tyranny, and no more of that. There is one, one hope to find our way out of it and to get this country back on its feet again. That's getting Donald Trump back in office 2024, period. Just don't see another way at the present moment. And is it really that late? Um, can I, do I go all the way to the end? I go all the way to the Okay, good. So I have time to chat. Um, and I'll, just, I'll get the last Jeff Clark, and then we're going to talk to Brian. Here's, uh, here's what Jeff Clark thinks the other Republican candidates should do if they're smart. They should join hands and rally around Trump 100%. Well, speaking of, of primaries, you know, I, I think Republicans who are still in the race and who have not actually issued substantive, meaningful statements in support of Donald Trump, which really is just a vessel, someone who represents the thing itself, the weaponization of the administrative state against the American people. They're aiding and abetting the administrative state. They've already failed the first test as to whether or not they're controlled opposition. You're someone, you worked in the Trump administration, you understand the politics. What is your take on some of these Republican contenders who are still sticking in the primary, who've yet to offer meaningful statements, and really, not just statements, but action, 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 um, when it comes to the weaponization, full-scale, complete, and total weaponization of the deep state against Donald Trump. I got about two minutes before I have to let you go. Sure. So, Natalie, what I would say there is, look, if these candidates were smart, uh, and they also wanted to unify the Republican Party and put the best case forward for some Republican to be elected in 2024. They would all link arms and they would say, look, we have various differences. All depends on the candidate with Donald Trump. But we all agree that this is a witch hunt, that this is a perversion of the American system of justice. It cannot continue. And, you know, we on that front will lend our united support against President Trump and all, you know, and if they were really, really, really smart, they would show up uh, next Tuesday and they would all, you know, try to grab the microphone and explain why it is that this is a perversion of our constitutional system, Natalie. But I I don't think they're going to do that. It seems like they're going to just, you know, purport, some of them will purport to want to help President Trump, but, you know, secretly they're hoping that he goes down. Exactly. The RNC, the big donors, the globalist GOP establishment, the ruling class, they do not want a unified GOP. They want to divide the GOP. DeSantis has to have known that, and he signed up for that job to help divide the Republican Party. Good job, DeSantis. After Trump creates you, then you turn around and try to split the party Yeah, with the billionaire donor class behind you, they want the party fractured so they can maintain the ruling class establishment types in power against the will of the informed American people. It's a sick and sad situation, folks, that we find ourselves in. But guess what? This one will backfire. Make no mistake about that. And Trump only. 
2024. That is the deal. Let's say hello to Brian in Arvada. Brian, thank you for hanging through some Jeff Clark. And how are you, sir? I'm not doing too bad. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm uh, doing all right. Well, I want to start out by saying my heart and, you know, my family, and uh, I can't imagine what Randy's going through. I've been married for many years. Hopefully he can find, you know, his way back to the radio station because he's, He's part of our friends. Oh, he's got he's part, to. We know, can't leave him a choice. For sure. No choice. Yeah, we, we need Randy so. back in here. But it, I really it's feel too for him, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. But, Matt, do you think that American society is going to be so complacent and so lazy that we're going to st- slip into pure communism? Because we're already, I mean, we're, nope, we're kind I don't of think knocking so. on the door. They're trying, but they're unloved. Nobody likes these people. And they know it. That's why they do desperate stuff like this. And uh, uh, they're not going to get away with it, Brian. Nope. Well, it makes You know, I question things because I remember during COVID, everybody just complied immediately, and I worry about that. And, uh, you know, maybe people's comfort. I don't know if they realize that this country is only here because some of the richest people back in the day, actually, were willing to give up everything, you know. So people need to read their history books. but uh, Yeah, the deep state tricks work up to a point. They work up to a point, then they stop working, Brian. And I think this is when they cross a Rubicon, and it's going to stop working. Yeah. Not going to work anymore. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, what's going on now is just, I never thought in my lifetime I would even think about this nonsense. But uh, But here we are. It's pretty disgusting, yeah. Here we are. And it's... It's part of our fault. I know we can't let unelected, like you said, FBI, bureaucrat, whoever they are, run everything. And that's what that's what's going on. I mean, they're abusing Biden. Biden you want them controlling anything. you, Brian? I don't see you being a good subject to being controlled by, like, uh, other people very well. Well, you know yeah. what's funny? When you look at your president and you go, well, I don't know if I want him to house it. Um, he might leave the oven on and things might go bad, <laughs> you know. So yeah. you got to think about that. If you don't trust him to literally house it, he, he probably sh- shouldn't be your president. He's house-sitting the whole country right now. And meanwhile, we're on the verge yeah. of another World War Three. How ridiculous is all of that? The economy is in the tank. We've got no energy independence. Yeah. What a mess. Well, you know what I want to know? I want to know who's really running the country, because this guy's got the best job in the world. He just gets to put yeah, this old guy out there. he falls down on his back. face on stage. Thank you, Brian. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.